Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also Red Circle, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's winno.app. That's W-I-N-N-O dot A-P-P backslash Off the Floor. Get text directly to your phone from me, Alex Brady. And Greg, bypass Twitter, X, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Get your heat news directly from us. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including the sponsor of this episode. Hurricane season has already begun. you got to reach out to all pro construction builders now. Don't wait until the last minute. Get the storm windows. Get the storm doors. Mention Five Reasons. You'll get 10% off your entire offer or order. Reach out to Danny directly at 305-484-4429. That's 305-484-4429. 4429 or go to allproconstructionbuilders.com. Locally made products, American made products, family business, everything you want. They're based in Dade County. They can service Broward and Monroe as well. Again, it's 305-484-4429. And now, today's episode. Down to this gang. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and Five Reasons Sports. i got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. Alex Toledo, you can follow me at Tropical Blanket. I feel like this is the first time in a while the three of us have been on together. We come to you on a Sunday night after Dwayne Wade's induction ceremony into the Hall of Fame. He was the closer. As usual, he stole the show. Um, I think it's pretty clear. You know, other speeches were were great, Dirk and Pop and and Parker and Powell. Uh, one of the great classes, uh, appropriate classes, arguably the best player to ever come out of Spain, the best player to ever come out of Germany, for sure. Uh, the best player to come out of France until maybe now. Uh, we'll see what happens with Victor. And, and then you have uh, one of the greatest American players, obviously, the best player to ever come out of Robbins, Illinois, uh, Dwayne Wade. And then you had, you know, arguably the greatest coach in history. So terrific class, guys that all had ties to each other. Uh, Dwayne's sweet speech was emotional. He hit all the right notes. I know there's going to be a mention of who he didn't mention. I don't really think that matters so much. Uh, I think what matters is that you had a guy, and I said this all week, somebody who was – not really comfortable speaking in public when he first came into the NBA. And then he's commanding an audience for 27 minutes to close a hall of fame speech. And he leaves everybody in tears. Um, that shows you how much Dwayne has grown. And, and obviously he represented the city, the community, uh, the, the franchise, the fans, uh, his teammates, as well as I think you possibly could represent. Um, and that's why he's so beloved in the city. And I, I said it uh, without going too much in this speech. And actually the heat actually used my voice in their little video that they put out this morning. 
uh, most important athlete in South Florida sports history. And it's no slight to Dan Marino or Larry Zonka or anybody else who's come before since, or now Messi arriving or anything like that. But Dwayne Wade was drafted by the heat, just like Danny was drafted by uh, the dolphins, but Dwayne brought championships and that wasn't uh, necessarily Dan's fault, but I just think the impact that Dwayne has had overall on the city. And I'll, I'll tell one story and then we'll move on from Dwayne and we're going to do a hall of fame episode, but in a little different way. I recall being at Jason Taylor's uh, golf tournament at rolling Hills uh, in Davie near where the dolphins used to train until a couple of seasons ago. And I just, Danny was there. Zoe was there. Um, and I just remember talking to Dan when he was on the golf course and both he and Zoe had somewhere to be that night. Uh, this was during, I believe, uh, the 08 through 10 period, 2010 period. Danny had to go down and see Dwayne play. And to me, that tells you everything and sort of the magnitude of, of the athlete, the impact, the show stopping uh, and everything else that you had. The, the, guy, the other guy who's in the conversation, who was absolutely must see television for a long time, uh, he wanted to go see Dwayne. And, and I, I think that pretty much uh, says it all. But we're going to pivot forward from the Hall of Fame a little bit. We're going to cover some Hall of Fame related topics. OK, so I'm going to throw these at you guys. We'll kind of go one by one on them. Uh, somebody who was not there yesterday, again, I wouldn't look into it too much. This is not his thing, uh, is Jimmy Butler. He said in an interview that if he went into the Hall of Fame, he would not show up. Um, I don't think that's completely a joke, actually. <laughs> I say it'd be about 50-50. We know Jimmy's not into the pomp and the circumstance. And to a certain degree, Jimmy Jimmy even said to me when I asked him about LeBron playing until 40, he says, I'm not playing that long. And like Jimmy may be selling coffee in the south of France somewhere, okay, or playing soccer on the beach, okay, and – in uh in south africa you don't you don't know where jimmy's gonna end up okay but what are his chances of making the hall of fame legitimately uh and and i know there are some numbers on this but there's also how voters would feel about it right now if if jimmy doesn't play another game does jimmy butler make the hall of fame Greg? well I will defer to basketball reference who says that Jimmy Butler has about a 73% chance if he never plays another game of making it into the hall of fame. And I think that that sounds about right. Somewhere in the 75% chance range, because this, I think with this Jimmy Butler, he has ascended to a different place than he was prior to being in Miami because he's doing it late in post seasons. Um, and he's doing it often late in post seasons, but I hate to do this because I say it over and over. The Miami Heat's goal is not to always win championships. It's to continuously compete for championships. But in this case, when we're splitting hairs on great players, I think Jimmy needs to close the deal to make sure that that probability maybe goes up from 73% to around 93%, which was more, um, you know, in the range of guys that are, you know, let's say Paul George, Kyrie Irving, those are players that currently are tracking in the 93 percentile in getting probability to the Hall of Fame per basketball reference. So Jimmy is tracking behind them, which then when I say that out loud, I'm like, what the hell have they been watching the last three years? It's interesting, Alex, we, you went, you, we found this list, right? And it's really hard to decipher this list. I mean, they have a whole series of qualifications and numbers and awards and all this that they put together to say what somebody's probability is. Uh, but the Heat currently have, <laughs> with, I guess, three players on their roster who are 
according to this, if not locks, pretty close to locks to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Kyle Lowry is 86 percentile. Kevin Love is 73 percentile or 73.5 percentile. And Jimmy Butler is right behind him at seven, basically 73 even. Um, but if I was to say to you, I, I, this, is the, this is the interesting debate on this, because I, I know, look, Kyle's won a championship, okay? Uh, Kevin has won a championship, okay? Obviously not in Miami. Uh, they both did so as core pieces. Kevin was probably the third best player, I think it's fair to say, on that Cavs team. Um, and Kyle, I guess you can make the argument, was the second best player? I, second or third, Siakam played a pretty big role during that run. I mean, Kawhi was first for sure. Jimmy's been the best player on a team that almost won once, got to the finals another time, got within a shot, his shot of going to the finals another time. If I was to say to you, who has had the better career to this point? Jimmy probably has more left in the tank, we would all argue, than Kyle or, or, or Kevin. Who's had a better career to this point, though? Jimmy, Kyle, or Kevin? Oh man, always hitting me with the tough questions. Uh, I got a softball compared to you. <laughs> that one's tough, man. Um, I would say off the top of my head, my instinct is to say Kyle last, just because he had. Well, you know what? You can almost say a similar thing about Jimmy, where they both were kind of late bloomers. But I think Kyle was more of a late bloomer. Like he had multiple stops before, you know, he really blossomed into kind of a, you know an all-star point guard. Whereas Jimmy, you know, he blossomed right there on that first team. It took a little, you know, it, it took a while, but it wasn't that long either. Like by his, what was it, like third season, he, in fourth season, he was kind of uh, a rising all-star talent, that, that a two-way player that everybody could see. But, yeah, that's where my instinct goes immediately to Kyle because it hasn't, even though he's older, he hasn't had a sustained, you know, prime. He didn't really have that because it happened so much later. But the thing is, these championships, right, like, them winning that championship, I think, between him and Kevin is why they both have a higher. That's why it's why you would think they have a higher chance than um, than Jimmy. But then you kind of go down a couple more spots, right? Like right in that same range, three more spots down is Clay Thompson, who's won four championships. And I right. understand he wasn't the number one on those teams. He was definitely the number the, the second option on the, the first time they won. Se- second option, would you say the he was time. the? No, but what I'm saying, he was the second option one, yeah, first time. He yeah. wasn't the other time. But even on the teams without Durant, would you say he, he was he, the second most important player or third with Draymond? Oh, well, most important is, is a different conversation. We're doing semantics now. No, you know no, me. we're not. Because I, I, I'm asking, well, was Kyle, okay, on the Toronto to team in 19, was exactly. he the was second to, most important player? Would you argue that? I was about to make that parallel because to me, Clay and Kyle are kind of similar in that way in like the, the roles that they played for the championship teams, except Clay did it three more times. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, in that role. So it's to me, it's, and, and I, I went in ahead and, and read how basketball reference um, kind of makes these calculations. And like you mentioned, they, they, they take into account um, awards, uh, win shares, games played, minutes, points, rebounds, assists, and they're just kind of throwing it all together to come up with this percentage, right? To me, I feel like probably something should be more weighted than others. I think that's probably like a uh, where where maybe they can improve upon the formula, but I'm not a mathematician, so I don't know what I'm talking about here. I just think it's crazy that Clay is not a little bit higher because usually when a guy is that big of a deal for mm-hmm. four championships, like I would think Clay is a lock. 
and you know a 73 I mean? and a 73 win team, even though that team didn't win a championship. Um, if you if you look at that list, what's also interesting, Kyle Lowry's already uh, ahead of Tim Hardaway. Uh, he, he's only like a slot ahead, but he's in terms of percentage, he's about five percentage points and, higher. And Tim is ahead of Kawhi, Draymond, Love, Jimmy Clay. Like it's a little bit of a weird list because they're all pretty close to each other. It's not like well, the Kawhi one is the Kawhi one is weird because Kawhi to me is a lock regardless. I I I understand the injuries in recent years, but I mean he. he Here's the thing. Like, if you were at one point a top five player in the league, okay, and you have a title to your name, you got to get in. I mean, right? I mean, that because, okay, let's even go, to, let's extrapolate a little bit with Jimmy as we kind of talk about the other guys. Jimmy, and I think Jimmy's had a better career, by the way. I know I never answered the question. I think well, I well, that's number one. Well, we're going to follow on that because, okay, so Jimmy, we would all argue, is a top 15 player in the NBA right now, right? I mean, there could be some dispute about 10, but uh, for some, okay, a playoffs, different regular season. But, I mean, he just was second team all NBA, right? So that puts him in the top 10 or somewhere in that area, right? He's top 15 player. Was Kyle Lowry ever a top 15 player in the league? I would be reluctant to say for an entire season. I think that he bottled that up for some playoff runs, and he's made some crazy moments, and him and DeMar DeRozan did great things, but – Top fifteen. I mean, I don't know. Does he have any all NBA uh, all NBA teams at all? I, I would have to look. Has Kevin Love been a top fifteen player at times in his career? I think you can make that argument, right? Probably, probably. It wasn't that long. It wasn't that long, but it was a while there where he was in Minnesota. Where, he was where at they, at they did a lot of yeah. losing. Correct. Yeah. So it may have but been. I think that was the reputation. It, right. it may have been like uh, misguided hype. But there was a time when he was getting 30 and 15 every single night in Minnesota, and they thought he was, you know, basically a top 10 player. That's and he was a lock all-star. He was a yep. lock all-star. Kyle was not a lock all-star. Now, his Kyle's position was probably deeper. Um, his competition was probably a little bit greater. Kyle, Kyle's made All-NBA third team once in 2016. So that's his All-NBA resume. And Jimmy's made all NBA, one of the All-NBA teams five times, right? Hasn't he? Because yeah. I just but did this also, comparison. Kyle, Kyle was a six-time All-Star. I think how many times has Jimmy made it? Five, but two of okay. the times it's almost because he didn't want to go. Yeah, yeah. I see. That's where this stuff matters. But again, that doesn't even matter to Jimmy. Like, so it's see, just for the record. Bas- basketball Reference is taking this stuff into account, and that's why I think some of this stuff, like something, should weigh right. more than others in their calculation. But again. I'm not going to get into like, I don't know. Like, anything you know about how math. crazy it is just to look at the heat list as we look again at the list of players that have come through this organization. I mean, cause I mean, just look at this list. They have Zoe 83rd night. He was a 93 percentile. And again, the only reason he wasn't a hundred was because of time he missed. Uh, but even going back to the top. Okay. So number two on their list was LeBron James, Miami heat player. Number eight, Shaquille O'Neal, Miami heat player. Dwayne Wade, 19, Miami Heat player. Uh, going down a little bit further, uh, Gary Payton, again, towards the end of his career with Miami, 38th on the list, Miami Heat player. Ray Allen, 43rd. Again, not his best years with Miami, but still productive like Gary was when he was with Miami. 43rd on the list, Miami Heat player. I mean, that's all Miami Heat players in the top 50. Uh, add to that the guy they had on the coaching staff, Bob McAdoo, sixtieth. Uh, so we, we won't we won't count him. That's unfair, obviously. And where's Dame? Uh, and that's what we're going to get to after the break. So before 
we get to, by the way, Tony Parker was 77th on this list. Okay. So I, I, there was some questioning whether Tony was deserving. Tony was deserving. I don't know if he was deserving first ballot with this class. I felt like he was a slight step down from Dirk and Dwayne. Um, but sure. actually Tony compares pretty favorably with Powell actually. Uh, the, to me, there were two tiers to this class, uh, which, which I think most people reflected, but by the way, Zoe, 83rd on the list. I mean, these are all Miami Heat players. And now you've got Kyle 92nd on the list. Again, obviously not his best seasons in Miami. Tim Hardaway 96th on the list. Kevin Love 104. Jimmy Butler 105. And by the way, he's not in yet. Amari Stoudemire played for the Heat. 106. Uh, 73% chance for Amari. And by the way, I think Amari will get in eventually uh the numbers were kind of staggering even if uh, the production waned in later years the defense wasn't so good and there was never a finals appearance uh but he was the best player in new york for about a year and that probably helped. joe johnson on this list too uh, you know down. what that's another good one i didn't even think of that joe johnson i bet you he is on this list but jermaine o'neal jermaine well let's see where jermaine well well joe johnson was like the ultimate compiler 126 on the list 51 percent chance and Jermaine is at uh, just under 32. 32%. If not for that playoff series of Miami. By the way, look who's <laughs> right under Jermaine O'Neal. Do you see that? Yeah, Reggie Miller. Insane. And he got in. 138th. And, and see, because Reggie's stats were not I good. think that's what it is. But I see, that's, that's the thing. It's the playoff yeah. stuff for him. And that's like why Kyrie, with him at the 93 percentiles, 20 percentage points ahead of Jimmy, for instance, I think that all has to do with – Kyrie's gigantic shot in Golden State. Yeah. And the fact that they won a championship. That stuff I think just has to well, ultimately Kyrie's matter. speech is going to be fascinating. But I mean that you you've got and it was funny too is Ben yeah, Wallace like not let him talk. They, the first may, person to not get a speech. They may not let him speak. Uh Ben Wallace this th- see this one's interesting to me too and then we'll pivot to Dame here in a second. Ben Wallace 130th on list 45%, but he's in. Um and he was in in a weak class. I think that played into it, and it took him some time. But, like, it, it, some of this is injury-related, too. Like, Penny Hardaway's 143rd, 29% chance. Penny Hardaway was a better player than probably two-thirds of the guys ahead of him. He just couldn't, couldn't stay healthy long enough. Uh, and, and you know, and you look at him, and then you look at Grant Hill, and you're kind of like, okay, Grant had more of those years. Tracy had more of those years. But Penny, at his peak, was every bit as good as Tracy or Grant. Um, I, I, I sort of loop link the three of those guys together is kind of Penny, not, another guy who played for the heat. Listen, you can't have John wall on a list of probability getting into the hall of fame ahead of Penny Hardaway. No, Get out of here with that. You, you can't. And by the way, Yao Ming is in at fit and he was 53%. Um, and, and Yao again, that was a lot of it, the injury. So it, it is okay. So a couple of things before we move on to Dane. one is, the Hall of Fame itself is arbitrary to a large degree because first thing, nobody announces who the voters are. That's one of the things in baseball, you know, look, it's a silly ballot that they send out in football. I think they actually do the best job because there's one representative from every city. Um, I'm, I've never been a fan of who the representative is for Miami, but I, I agree with the process. Uh, it was Edwin Pope for a long time, which is who it should be, but it was passed on to someone else who I'm not a fan of, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, but then they have other representatives from other cities, but they get in a room and they literally argue for the players. And, you know, everybody takes up a case. And this one person in Miami took up Zach for a long time until they finally got Zach in. 
it's the best process, the, the Football Hall of Fame. And it's the clearest because it's about what happened in the NFL. Uh, it's not about what happened in college. It's not, there's a separate college one that, that they do. Basketball is weird. Okay. It's like, even saw that last night, there were a couple of people that nobody had heard of who were in there. Now I'm not talking about Becky Hammond, but I'm talking about, there were a couple of people who, who people hadn't heard of who were in there with Dwayne and Dirk. Okay. There are different levels to this, but then this chart is extremely arbitrary, obviously beyond the arbitrariness of the other. <laughs> when you, you have, you have some well, of the, like you said, John Wall had a hard way. Is it arbitrary if it's a, if it's just basically a formula? You know what I mean? I mean it is, but but you know it's like it's like with computers or AI, like exactly. It's, it's almost it's, the opposite. There's a human behind the AI, right? That's like, what I was about to say. It's almost the opposite of arbitrary because there's no human element to it. So it's just strictly based on the, the factors that it lays out on their website, right? The, the stats, the minutes played. The awards, the, the, well, the that's, that's, that's the flaw in the stat. That's the flaw yeah, in the stat. Yeah. Like, here's the thing: like Reggie Miller, okay, belongs in the Hall of Fame, even though this thing says he doesn't. And and but Reggie Miller belongs in the Hall of Fame, even though a lot of the the hype about Reggie was about what he did against the New York market team. Like it, it was the fact that Reggie had those moments in the Garden against Spike. Like if you if you took Reggie Miller and like Reggie Miller and Mitch Richmond. The majority of people from that era would tell you Mitch was a better player yep. than Reggie. Right. It was just Reggie's playoff performances and also keeping Indiana in a play. Like they were always in the playoffs every yeah. year back then. Whereas like, let's just be honest, Mitch Richmond never had a shot for most of his career. No, and actually the ring that Mitch got, Mitch has a ring and Reggie doesn't. But the ring that Mitch got was playing no minutes for a Laker team. Nobody even knew he was on the team. Uh, and Mitch got in, but like I, they, they introduced somebody yesterday during that, uh, uh, during Dirk's speech where they showed Michael Finley, Michael Finley was probably every bit as good as Reggie Miller. Actually. Like he's one of the guys who was kind of lost to history. And, and there were those players all over the place. Alex English is in the hall of fame, I believe. Right. Yes. But if you look at his numbers, I've always said this and Carmelo's numbers, they are the same. They even played in Denver beginning. They're exactly the same. The reason that Carmelo was more hyped than Alex English was, he came about in more of a social media age. Uh, he And he was obviously part of that great class. He won a national championship at Syracuse. And then he went to New York. Like that's And that that makes a huge difference here. It's like how if Derek Jeter was a shortstop on the Kansas City Royals, we may never have heard much about Derek Jeter, but he had all those moments in the playoffs. So I, I think, again, it is flawed. And that's why I just want to say this. Jimmy Butler's already a Hall of Famer. Like, Whatever the percentages say and some of the guys that are above him, if you drag a team to the NBA Finals twice in four years, yeah. you go toe-to-toe with LeBron, okay, you get close to the Finals another year, you're an elite defender also, which a lot of these guys above him on the list were not, uh, he's already a Hall of Famer. The question is, will he go in as one of those first ballot, gotta see Hall of Famers? If he wins a championship or two, yes, if not, he may be a guy who waits two, three, four, five years, kind of like Timmy did um, for different reasons, obviously, than was the case with Timmy. All right. When we come back, we're going to get into the, the part most of you will find more interesting about this. What about the Hall of Famer who's going to join the Heat next? Want to talk about a couple great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network? Includes our friends over at Prize Picks. Use the code 5FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Again, you can play Prize Picks. On pretty much anything. So the NFL preseason's going on right now. You got the NFL futures. 
You can play the MLS. You can play Messi. I hope that you've been doing that. Although you would have gone, actually, you would have lost on his goals the other night. Uh, but also, they're going to have the FIBA basketball on there, too. So you want to play you uh, the guys on USA, Canada, RJ Barrett had a big game tonight. You can start playing all of that on prize picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Also, check out Water Cleanup. Water Cleanup of Florida. You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. This is where you want to go if you've got mold in your house, you got leaks in your house, they do the leak detection, they fix the water damage, but also they've got a preventative program. Make sure that you get involved in that as well because you don't want to wait and have to deal with the insurance companies. No matter how good a job these guys do, you'll never see your money from the insurance companies. We know that. So reach out to WCUFL.com. Get your help now, 561-408-7835. It's 561-408-7835. Reach out to Michael Robert. And his team based in Boca Raton, they serve his entire area, and they're huge Miami sports fans as well. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, so let's speak to the guy who may join next, uh, Dame Lillard. Where is he on this list, guys? 
He is a pretty respectable. Bear with me. He's 70th overall with a 96% chance in the 96th percentile uh, in getting in. Sandwiched in between Willis Reed, Dikembe Mutombo, Jerry Lucas, and Tracy McGrady. With Giannis just beneath him at 74 on the list with a 94% ch- 95% chance, basically. All right, so for more... If you so look context, at it for, for active but, players, Dame is, is eighth right now. And, okay, uh, who, who are the seven ahead of him? So if you scroll down on the same page you're looking at, it, it, it filters it to just active, and it's LeBron, KD, Chris Paul, Steph, Harden, Russ, and AD. Can't wait for Harden's speech. <laughs> I asked for a trade from this team and for this team and from this team and from this team. Um, okay, all of those guys are getting in, though. Uh, Russ is getting in, no matter what people's feelings may be about him. Harden, my jokes aside, he's getting in. Uh, AD is getting in, uh, even with all the injuries and everything else. Obviously, Braun, Chris Paul are locks. Steph is as big a lock as you can possibly get. Uh, the, Steph is first ballot. LeBron's first ballot. Um, CP is, is first ballot. Okay. Uh, even without championship, uh, he's first ballot. KD is first ballot. Okay. Hard and likely first ballot. But again, you know, I have my own personal feelings about that. And then, you get to Dame and then Giannis. But just to give it a context of where Dame is on their probability list and the players around him, he's right behind right now. Again, the career is not done. He's right behind Carmelo, who's not in yet, only because it hasn't been enough time, but he'll get in. Uh, Nash, George Gervin, we just saw at the big three. Dominique, Vern Mickelson, I, I cannot say I'm familiar with. Uh, Willis <laughs> Reed, who, who passed recently. Dikembe. Uh, who I felt was deserving. There were some who thought he wouldn't get in right away, but he did. And he's right ahead of Jerry Lucas, Tracy McGrady, Bob Lanier, and as you mentioned, Giannis, Vince Carter, Tony Parker, Paul George is right beneath, uh, and Kyrie. Paul George is ranked too high on this list, I think. Um, Yeah. That's that's a big takeaway for me. Uh, But it is interesting, too, that where Giannis is ranked. I'm surprised Dame is ahead of him, considering what Giannis has already accomplished. But maybe they're taking into account Giannis has a lot more years to accomplish a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think so. I mean, I think I, – I mean, at the end, Giannis will be ahead of Dame on the all-time lists. Um, but I, I think it is about how many years it's been going on. And, you know, look, Giannis's first couple of years, I mean, that you know, there wasn't a hell of a lot accomplished. Dame was a star from the start. You know, so I, I think that's probably that probably plays into it. But anyway, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Okay. And this is where I want to get into this part of it. Because there are some parallels and there are some things that are not parallels to the Dwayne situation. It's obvious, okay, that if you are an organization, you want it to go like it went with Dwayne at the Hall of Fame. You want the let's go blank chance. You want all you know your royalty alumni or at least the majority of them of course king james was not there but the majority of your royalty alumni to be there celebrating it you want your young players like say the heat had bam uh being there to soak it all in it becomes a it's like a i mean the heat they have had so many players there it's almost like an annual retreat to springfield at this stage right if you're the blazers that that was the dream right the dream was Dame was going to spend his entire time with your organization. He was going to be your hall of famer because Clyde Drexler didn't finish in Portland. He had to go to Houston to win a championship. Now he got close. The the Blazers put talent around him. Unlike 
uh, for years they did. I mean, that team, and most of those guys, unfortunately, have passed. But that team had, you know, Jerome Kersey and Duckworth and Terry Porter and, I mean, Cliff Buck Williams Robinson. and Cliff Robinson. Okay, they had, that was an excellent group, okay, that they had. Uh, and then it was only, you know, after he, you know, he moved on to Houston that he won the championship. Um, they drafted other guys they thought could be Hall of Famers. They drafted Greg Oden over Kevin Durant because they thought he could be a Hall of Famer. They drafted Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan because if you're drafting somebody second overall, you think that guy can be the Hall of Famer. They had health problems both. Brandon Roy was on a Hall of Fame path. Uh, he was the closest thing to Dwayne in a lot of different ways. Not as athletic, but in terms of being a two-guard, the physicality, the two-way play and all that stuff that you had during that period of time. Okay, Brandon Roy, if he'd stayed healthy, he was a clutch guy too. He would have been a Hall of Famer. Dame is the one who's worked out, all right? And that is why this is so painful for the Blazers. And I know when when I say, well, they should do right by Dame, okay, so that everything ends well, Blazer fans will come to me and say, well, look, Dwayne left because the Heat didn't do right by him. And so what I say to the Blazers fans is this, and to the Blazers, do right by the guy now. (laughs) Let him go win his championship now. Because he can't do it somewhere else. Don't make him re- can't do it with you. Don't make him resent you for the way that you're holding him hostage. Okay, and then in two years or three years, okay, I'm sure that the Heat, whoever's running them at that stage, whether it's Pat Riley or Eric Spolstra or Andy Ellisberg or Adam Simon or Shane Battier or who knows who it is, okay, or Dwayne Brady Hawk, right, or Brady Hawk, more likely, <laughs> right. We'll do right by the Portland Trailblazers. And if they won his $63 million in the last year of his contract, they can have it. Okay. And he can finish his career in Portland and make nice. But the reason that everything worked out so well with the heat and there was goodwill to go back to, even after as badly as the heat handled the situation with Dwayne, not just in 16, but also in 14 to a degree and certainly in 15 also is because there were championships won before that. Dwayne got what he needed from them, all right? And then he was able to come back in peace, okay? The Blazers cannot provide that the way that the Heat provided it to Dwayne Wade. So know your damn limitations. Send your Hall of Famer where he wants to be. Do right by him. And eventually, whether by buyout or trade of $61 million contract or maybe in free agency, if he wants to sign to the mid-level with Portland in the year, what would it be, 2027 or something like that? Great. Have him be Scoot's backup for 15 minutes a game, okay, 20 minutes a game, like Dwayne Wade was for Goran Dragic, okay, or something along those lines. That's the way that I see this. You do not want your organization looking foolish in this situation. And if, and also, I got to think, if I'm Portland, and I'm looking at that show, that celebration that the Heat had. Like, is this really the organization you want to be taking on in this way? Yeah. Greg. It, I, you beat me to where I was going to head in terms of the fact that it is a reunion there. And it's not a Portland Trailblazer reunion. <laughs> that's for damn sure. And Sam Bowie is not showing up either. So it's like um, this Dame is one of the unique players in Portland Trailblazer history like other than Clyde, he's the best blazer ever. He has to be. So I would say that it's a tough spot for them because you're right. Dwayne had built up the equity of the three championships and that's going to always bring you back to a centered perspective that Dame's just going to be able to, if he goes elsewhere and wins a ring, 
I think it's an interesting dynamic for him if Portland and he end on such a sour note. And it, it's ultimately also, I think everyone should remember how Pat felt after he basically, you know, like when Dwayne left, it was all in the name of, I'm trying to make the team better for you, but we need you to do this. But we're trying to stay relevant when they actually should have just maxed Dwayne in that moment, right? I think the Portland Trailblazers will look back and say that the little bit of different maybe trade package uh, value that they're going to get in this deal, it's not worth hard, like messing up the relationship with Dame Lillard because they're not going to have a bunch more Dame Lillards come through there. And like, so I just think it's a, it's something that I think if, if Pat Riley had a do over, he would have done it differently. And the trailblazers are going to feel the exact same way if they don't send Dame where he wants to go. Alice, I think even as heat observers, heat media, heat fans, I think there's general agreement that the ring that LeBron won in Cleveland was his most significant, more, more significant than the two in Miami, more significant than the one in Los Angeles, that that was the one, right? I mean, can we agree on, on that? Like, can we be, can we, can we at it least hurts, get, but yeah. yeah. Right? Alex, yes, no. He's got mute. He's got mute. Okay. He's, 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 he doesn't Do you hear me? It, it hurt. It hurts to say it, but like, and there's a part of me that wants to be like, his first title is the most important, but we all know that the Cleveland storybook thing with that team against that Warriors bunch, it's always it was a cuter story for sure. Correct. Right. Okay. But here's the difference. And I'll, I'll let you, clo- I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you, well, right. But I'll let you close on this, but I, I, I the, here's the difference. Okay is that when LeBron went back to Cleveland, things were rigged, basically, for him to have a chance to win again. Like, because Cleveland had sucked for so long that they accumulated these first-round picks. They got Kyrie, okay? They screwed up the Anthony Bennett pick. They screwed up some other picks, but they got enough of them. They kept winning the damn lottery. And so they got they got Kyrie. I don't know if it was pure chance or the league felt bad for them or whatever it was, okay? But they got Kyrie... And they got Wiggins, who they were able to flip for love. And so they had like an Insta team for LeBron when he came back. Can we agree that there is no way Portland is going to be able to put together the kind of team for Dame while he's there or even when he returns that is going to allow him to have that moment, okay, that LeBron had in Cleveland? Is it fair to say – do you see any path, whether it's with Scoot – or what you get for Simons, or what you Man, get for hell Car- no. That hell Joe Cronin no. is going to be able to put together what David Griffin did with a hell of a lot of help from the league, by the way. I love Griff, but come on. Um, in Cleveland, any chance? No, no, it's not happening. No, I mean, like honestly, the the best. Uh, the, the, I feel like everybody knows Dame to the Heat is going to happen eventually, and I, I feel like the the there's like a 1% chance that they somehow like land maybe like a Siakam because there's like rumors about him. You know what I mean? Like that's the one type of scenario I can see like, oh, maybe something changes then, right? Because obviously Siakam's a very good player. Dame has been asking that. But even then, like that team obviously does not compare to what those uh, Cleveland teams had in talent. And I just think everything you guys were saying before was just so right. Like I feel like last night, the Hall of Fame ceremony, I would, and you could say this, any year probably if you look through the class but honestly just looking at the guys that were there last night like that was a testament to i think um teams who built great relationships with their players and lasting relationships right when you look at tony when you look at dirk when you look at Dwayne, 
And even though there was troubles there, they 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 fixed it up. Um, I think that was that's kind of the theme when you look at those guys, and even Powell to a lesser degree because it wasn't with one team, but you know right. he he was talking very you know nicely about both the Grizzlies and the Lakers in his speech. Um, so I just think after that, like the 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 takeaway for me is is a lot like what you guys are saying. It's just you can't burn that bridge, and I know I've said that, I've hammered that over and over. It's just like. At some point, there's you cross the line if you're the Blazers um, front office. You cross that line, that threshold from doing your job and negotiating to, oh, man, at some point, you're just trying your superstar who, <laughs> you know, all the kind of noise and, and, and some of the reporting has said that in the past, they kind of promised that they were going to build that team around him. So when people want to bring up, oh, he's going to – let me do my nerd voice here. He's on a four-year contract. Oh, he, he's going to have to <laughs> wait for free agency. There's two-way promises, and, like, the one side already broke their promise, and I just think the way it's gone out, like, if you keep dragging this out and just – if it's going to feel like a try at some point if you're Damian Lillard, right? It's going to mm-hmm. feel like, wow, after every after 11 years that I spent in this franchise that couldn't – that the one real star he had next to him, LaMarcus Aldridge, who was there when they drafted him, left, left, and they couldn't bring anybody else to come close to replicating that. No shots at CJ McCollum. And then they completely broke their promise and drafted his replacement and two 19-year-olds. Like, the whole thing is just ridiculous. Just, I think at some point they're going to have to take what's there. And it, it feels like, you know, it, we're pleading for it because we all need Damian Lillard to end up on the heat for the sake of this podcast network. But really, <laughs> like, the, the the Blazers need Dame Lillard to, to still like them when this is all said and done. Like, what were the 11 years for? Like, what, what happens if this gets ugly and then, Whenever he's enshrined, it's just like an awkward situation. He doesn't talk much about the Blazers because it went down in a bad way. Like, they have to avoid that. And Joe Cronin is going to get fired if they burn that bridge. Like, there's just no coming back from that. And to, to that leads me to two things. One is Aldridge had to go to one of the two elite organizations in the sport. He went to the Spurs. Okay. Um, and, and the other part of this is, uh, that we haven't talked about a lot is ultimately it's not Joe Cronin, okay, who's – going to be pilloried for this because Joe Cronin's probably not going to be having a job at a certain point. Okay. It's going to be the Allen family. It's going to be ownership. It, and, you know, Paul Allen's not there anymore, obviously passed, um, but Jody Allen took over and it's going to be ownership that, that gets the brunt of this until, until the team has moved to someone else because uh, you know, it happens under your watch. We see it in Miami. We see it still with the reactions, you know, to the Arison family about Dwayne not being part of the organization. And I mean, th- there's nothing parallel that the Arisons have done to Dwayne to what is going on with Dame right now in Portland. So, uh, you know, and, da- and and Dwayne came back. I mean, we're not talking about that he didn't let Dwayne come back and play for the team. No, yeah. they they have to say they it's warm and fuzzy. Yeah. That Hall of Fame like entire experience was so warm and fuzzy for the Heat fan that at some point it's like you almost have to like let that water go under the yeah, bridge. Just let it Dwayne. go at this point. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's not, again, it's not like Dwayne didn't come back and play. It's not like the social media account has been running nonstop Dwayne stuff for the past two weeks. Like there's no sign of any bitterness. We can say whether they went overboard or not. The fans don't think so. The fans don't think so. The fans ate up every piece of Dwayne content that came their way this week and would have taken more. Okay. So I, but ultimately it comes down to the people who are stewards of the franchise in that particular city, which is ultimately the ownership of the franchise. 
it's them that are going to, they're going to bear the brunt of this. If Dame hates that place. And so, and I'm not talking about the city because we know he likes the city just in an album release party there, all the rest of that stuff. Okay. That that's not going to go away. He fit in that city. Um, they embraced him. They love their stars there. Okay, I, I can tell you, it's a great basketball city. Really, I like the city personally, actually. I always enjoyed traveling. Portland, I missed when the Sonics moved because that was my favorite trip was the, the Portland-Seattle trip. But I just, I'm just saying, like, it's just it's bad karma. It's just bad all the way around at this point. And it, you you want to have that moment with Dame. And you want to – and you, talk, you mentioned Powell, and I'm glad you mentioned Powell, Alex – People should look back on the way the Grizzlies handled his situation when uh, it came to the end of that. And, and he got sent to the, the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, He didn't demand getting sent to the Lakers, but everybody knew that was the place that ultimately would be the best fit for him. And that came after Kobe had asked for a trade Okay, and didn't end up going to Chicago or somewhere else. But Kobe, I didn't want to play with Bynum anymore. He was frustrated with the process. They got him Pau Gasol, and again, they won the two championships. And Pau had a big part in those two titles, particularly the last one when he was actually their best player in the finals. They took care of Pau in Memphis. They actually traded him for his brother, of course. And then they took care of his brother, too, by the way. Um, and, and that stuff, again, that stuff gets remembered. It gets remembered. Even, and, and, I, and got I just, both of them championships. Exactly. Right. So, right. That's exactly right. Mark got a championship in Toronto. Pau got a championship in Los Angeles. That's it's a player's league. And particularly if it's a player who's respected, who's done the right things, Dame Lillard um, has been every bit as good a steward of basketball in Portland as Dwayne Wade has been in Miami. He deserves the right to go where he wants to go. Be another hall of famer on the heat along with Jimmy Butler, (laughs) Kevin Love, and wherever he's playing next year, Kyle Lowry. Have a good night, everybody. Water cleanup of Florida prize picks and all pro construction builders. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.